Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, aka your friendly neighborhood fangirl. The pandemic may have closed down movie theaters, but it did not stop movies from releasing in 2020, nor will it stop Hollywood's biggest night. On Monday morning, the Academy announced the nominations for the 93rd Oscars. There were historic nominations, surprises, and of course, some big snubs. I don't want to waste any time and want to get straight into it. My friend and fellow cinephile Emily Dominguez is back, and this is practically your Super Bowl, so I had to bring you on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited, and yes, this is my my Super Bowl. This is my like Selection Monday. I know sports fans were excited last night because of the Selection Sunday for the NCAA tournament, but this is like my my day, my jam. I love it. And it's finally here. It's finally here. Actually, for context, there was a time where you kept like a spreadsheet of every single award show and like tracked award season. Do you have one for this year? Yes, as a matter of fact. Now, it's probably not as in-depth as it used to be because I've realized, oh, I can just look up most of this information if I need it but I do have a list of the you know kind of big categories and the winners so far from those you know award shows that have already happened so we'll be adding to that list to get to my final predictions closer to Oscar time but excited to talk about our initial reactions right now and kind of predictions out of the gate. Yes, because this wouldn't be an Oscar talk without putting in our own speculation of how we think the night is going to go. And of course, like as we get closer to Oscars tonight, all of this can change. It can fluctuate. I think a few of these are kind of a lock, but I mean, we will discuss it. But I mean, I want to kick it off with, you know, Monday morning Oscar nominations. What are your thoughts on it? Are you overall like happy with the nominations? Was a lot of it expected? What'd you think? Yeah, I think a lot of it was expected, but I, I'm overall very excited and happy for all of these nominations. There wasn't any, I mean, there were a couple snubs and we'll get into that, but there wasn't any that I felt personally offended by on like a deep level, (laughs) which can happen. So yeah, overall, I was very excited. I think this year has definitely felt different, you know, because usually this time of year, I'm very excited to go to the movies more often um, than I might regularly and, and see all the films in a theater. Of course, this year was very different on that front. So in a way, it's, it's felt kind of you know, strange feeling like I've already seen most of these films, but there's definitely a couple that are still on my watch list that I need to track down before beforehand. And yeah, overall, very excited. Yeah, it's definitely weird this year because, you know, like you, I like to go to the theaters and like see the movies. Typically, like in normal award season years you know after different film festivals when there's like a movie that's gotten a lot of buzz as soon as it hits the theaters like I'm there you know and so by the time I get to 
Oscar nomination morning, it doesn't feel like it's been a marathon as far as like it's been spaced out. I have felt like it has been properly ramped up to this morning. Whereas this year, I didn't feel the same motivation to see movies like as they came out. So this weekend, I marathoned a bunch of movies and it was very much a sprint. And there are still a few movies that I need to see based on this morning. But overall, based on the buzz about these movies, I felt like a lot of it was expected. Like, I'm happy to say I've seen all but one of the best picture noms. So that feels, yeah. So it feels like very freeing to be like, okay, I have time to see the last couple of ones. It's not like this huge watch list because I love the Oscars. I love being excited about the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And though this year is different, like I still felt some kind of joy waking up super early this morning to watch Priyanka, Chopra Jonas, and Nick Jonas, like, announce these, so. Yeah. Can I also just say that Nick Jonas was looking like Belle from Beauty and the Beast in his <laughs> gold-yellow suit, and then Priyanka had, like, the blue, so it was major Beauty and the Beast vibes. Yes. That's a, you know, a tangent that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I had to but- mention it. <laughs> but it was a worthy mention, you know. I love it. I love a Jonas brother, so and a Jonas sister. So we're we're good there. Any kind of moment with him is like yeah. well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, th- like what you were saying with the a lot of these films are available on streaming, so it has been like you know, I don't need to there's no rush to watch it if it's going to be on Netflix forever. But mm-hmm. so that is kind of a a different feeling where you know in the movies you do kind of have that rush of I need to watch it before it leaves the theaters mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting to do that but on the flip side it is great that a lot of these are on streaming platforms especially now um, so I hope that people who might not normally pay attention to the Oscar nominated movies will will end up watching these since they are a little bit more accessible absolutely and I think it'll be This is a true watershed moment for the Oscars because typically the Academy Awards does not like to reward streaming platforms for awards, especially for Best Picture. And I feel like they might be put into a position where they have to or something like that. Like, do you think they're going to cross that bridge this year to have a streaming movie win best picture or if not streaming movie win do we think most of the awards will go to more of the streaming movie streamers the streamers um, as it were i don't know necessarily i definitely think there will be maybe more wins than have been in years past i also feel like it's the line has kind of blurred between what is a streaming movie and what was a movie that came out theatrically, but immediately went on to a streaming service, mm-hmm. you know, like no bad land is on Hulu right now, but started out in theaters and, you know, so that'll be interesting as well. But I think 
definitely this year has kind of changed the game. And if anything, it's leveled the playing field. I think we can no longer think of like streaming movies as lesser, which I never really have thought that anyway, but a lot of the Academy members, I get the sense that they might. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, but I think we have to kind of move past that. And, you know, I love movie theaters and I, I really hope that they're able to bounce back after this, this year. And I will continue to always go to a movie theater if, if possible. But I also know that, you know, in a lot of places, a lot of these movies, you know, wouldn't play in the normal, you know, normal movie theaters and normal kind of blockbuster popular movie, movie theaters. You know, a lot of these are ones that might play in smaller independent theaters and those are not available in many cities. You know, it's hard to even find these films sometimes in cities other than LA and New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm in Charlotte and, you know, there definitely have been films in the past that it's been very hard to get to where they might play a weekend um, Mm -hmm. and then they're gone. So it's that rush to see it before it leaves. So, so I think that's definitely part of the future and there's, there's definitely a benefit to that. So I just hope that we can find a way to have both live in harmony. Yeah. In the future. Cause I like going to movie theaters, but I also like being able to see the films that I want to see. Yeah, like there shouldn't have to be a war between like seeing a movie in theaters versus seeing it like streaming in your home, you know? Right. There doesn't need to be that disconnect. And yeah, I'm hoping the Academy is starting to like wake up to that moving forward. Right. And let's not gatekeep movie theaters or movies yeah. or, you know, if, if you're in a place where you only have Netflix or you don't, especially now, if you don't feel safe going to a theater, even if they might be open where you live, you know, I think the important thing in regards to these films is that they're being seen and finding an audience and connecting with people. That's what I'm sure the filmmakers hope for, you know, mainly first and foremost, so, so just go watch, watch these movies, where you can get them, how you can see them. Just do it. Just do it. What was your biggest snub uh, oh. for the Oscar noms this morning? I know, really, really heavy pivot, but. Jumping, jumping right into the hard stuff. <laughs> I figured we'd start, we'd start negative and hopefully get positive. Sure. You know? I, I like that. I think my biggest snub was probably not seeing Regina King in Best Director. Mm-hmm. I thought When I in Miami is a fantastic movie, especially for her directorial debut for a feature. You know, it's very creative. A lot of the just kind of technical filmmaking things, I thought, definitely showed that she has a point of view, which you don't always get with you know, movies, you know, some directors are very kind of clear cut, but she definitely has a specific point of view, I think. And it was a very impressive, you know, film, especially for that being her first like feature that she directed. But 
you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll see her name in the future in that list. Yes, for sure. I'm right there with you. I was pretty bummed this morning, not seeing her name among that list. Like it was really exciting that we have two women uh, nominated at the same time in the directing field, which is so monumental, but I think it could have been even more monumental if Regina King was mm-hmm. also in there. Because yeah. I also think she is deserving of that recognition. And I really hope this isn't the last time like we're talking about her and hopefully not get snubbed, you know, in the future because yeah. she she really has a talent for this. Yeah, I, I feel like we're gonna see her. I mean, she's Regina King. She she is Regina King. She can do no wrong. But but yeah, I don't I mean and with snubs in general, like you know, I feel like the people who got nominated also deserve those nominations. So it's always a tough thing. It's not like I wish one of these hadn't been nominated. Yeah. But yeah, it's a hard you know. balance. Yeah. It's a hard balance to uh figure out like who should get recognized and who shouldn't because like there has been some incredible filmmaking done you know like incredible films that have come out this past year so yeah it's always I never envy the academy come Monday morning because you know they're getting like the laundry list of here's how you failed right which they have in the past but I think they have been making better strides in Mm -hmm. the past couple of years in particular yeah, that's somewhat true. Who was your biggest snub? I mean, it's got to be Yaya Ding Dong not getting best original no. song. <laughs> uh, play Yaya Ding Dong. Play Yaya Ding Dong. There is a gift for a reason. Just that kidding. Is- that's not my biggest snub. <laughs> but I figured to lighten the mood. Yeah, you know. <laughs> My biggest snub has to be Delroy Lindo not getting the nomination uh, for best actor in Defy Bloods. I watched it last June and I was convinced like he's going to get an Oscar nomination for this. This was such an incredible performance. He goes through such a transformation. He's the most dynamic person in that movie and like not to discredit like Chadwick Boseman in it because he's also great in it. And the film as a whole is wonderful. I thought he was particularly the standout. Mm -hmm. And I felt like with him not getting nominations for Golden Globes and for SAG, it was kind of like, okay, maybe the narrative is he didn't get the nomination. He didn't get the nomination. Maybe he'll like push in to for the Oscar, because I remember like Florence Pugh didn't get nominated last year until the Oscars. So I was hoping for that for him and then he didn't get it. So I was pretty bummed about that because I had been so long on that train of like, oh yeah, he's totally gonna get nominated and should. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, And I remember watching that movie and it, when you get to that like monologue where he's basically just staring straight at the camera if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Like that, you can't look. You know, away. up until yeah, up until that moment. I mean, he's he's fantastic the whole movie, but that scene especially was probably one of the best scenes in film of this year, in my opinion. But, but yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know if that's a 
you know, the curse of the, that movie coming out so early or, you know, I do, and I don't know enough about this to know if this is true or not, but I do know in years past, Netflix usually backs a couple horses, but, you know, they don't back every single movie with equal weight. And we see, you know, Mank in there and Trial of the Chicago 7. I think those are kind of prioritized as the two power horses. So the five bloods just didn't, you know, get as much love maybe from Netflix. Um, to five bloods and Ma Rainey's yeah. bottom as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So Netflix, I mean, they had a ton of great movies this year, but maybe, maybe it was just the, how the campaign was run, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, he, he definitely should have been nominated. Delroy, I hope you have another chance. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What was your biggest surprise of the nominations? Well, a couple, but Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith. Lakeith. I that's that was really the one moment that made me like fist bump, like you know, yell in excitement as quietly as I could yell without waking my husband um (laughs) in the morning but yeah I was very surprised first of all I don't know how either he or Daniel Kaluuya can be considered supporting actors in that movie how did they decide that how well Lakeith was I thought he was pushed to be lead actor this whole time so it was really a shock for his name to pop up for supporting yeah, I think he was campaigned as lead, but I guess they, they can decide how they want to. I don't know, but I'm glad he's there. That's all I know. And I mean, he hasn't been in any of the other conversations, which, and I watched Judas and the Black Messiah over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, 100% get the Daniel Kaluuya buzz, but also I was like, where's the little Keith buzz? Because he's fantastic in that movie as well. I mean, they're both, amazing so I'm, I'm glad that he he got in there even if it's a bit of category fraud yeah Lakeith and Daniel both provide such like layered complex performances in that movie and they mm-hmm. both equally shine and so I'm happy that he's getting the love in this nomination because he should have been getting it in the first place I am now a little more concerned about that supporting actor race now Mm. with a double Judas and the Black Messiah nominee in there. So I guess like that has me a little bit at pause, but still super happy for Lakeith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely one of my like favorite actors of the moment. I just think he's so versatile you watch this and then you go watch Sorry to Bother You and it's like, what? <laughs> Very different performances. And then he shows up in Knives Out. I just feel like you can do a lot of different things. I do love that Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya yeah. both were in Get Out and they're both in this and they both got nominated. Yes. So I love that yeah. for them. I'm waiting for all the the gifts and the memes of that to, to emerge. <laughs> yes. So my pick for biggest surprise has to be 
because at first I was going to say Lakeith, but I had a feeling you would you would bring him up. So that means my second biggest surprise would be for adapted screenplay, Borat subsequent oh. film. Snagging that nomination. That was not what I was expecting this morning, which means I now have to watch Borat and Same. Borat subsequent movie film because I have never seen those movies. I kind of was except expecting to coast and be like, it eh, probably is not going to get best picture nom. So, and Maria Bakalova will probably get the nomination, but I can just like coast. Nope. I got to watch it now. Same. Never thought in my years of loving the Oscars, it would lead me to having to watch Borat. A Borat double feature at that. But, you know, you got to you got to try new things. (laughs) Yeah, you got to try new things. You know, film uh, is about expanding your horizons and hearing different stories and from different people across the world. And that includes Borat. Yeah. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's the extent of my the extent of my Borat knowledge. Oh, and high five. That's it. That's all I know. Do you have a favorite nomination? Well, Lakeith is definitely a favorite nomination. Also, Husavik. Husavik from Eurovision. What's the full name of that even? Eurovision Song Contest. Contest. The Story of Fire Saga. The Story of Fire Saga, yes. Very excited because that song is a bop and I hope it wins. I hope it goes all the way, but I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will, but the fact that it got nominated was like a win enough for me because that means that song will be performed. It's so good. And maybe someone will throw in Yaya Ding on. That's that's all I'm saying, you know? I really, yeah, I really, I don't know what all the format's going to look like for the Oscars. I think it is going to be in person. It is dual Um, location in person. So I hope, yeah, I hope they keep the song. I know some people don't like the song being performed, but I love it. It kind of breaks it up and, you know, it's an easy way to showcase all of those nominees and, it's a good way to do it by showcasing their talent. And yeah, I think it's nice for like pacing throughout the night, you know? Yeah. So good, man. That movie, it's a stupid comedy, but it's great. And the music is great. Go watch it. It's, make you smile. It was the movie I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did, but man, oh man, was I surprised by it. Also Rachel yeah. McAdams is a comedy genius Yes. You get to showcase those skills quite well in this. So mm-hmm. yeah. watch Eurovision. I got to say one of my favorite nominations. Oh. I mean, I'm pretty excited that Emma got a couple nominations for costume design and makeup and hairstyling because that was one of my favorite movies of last year. It was the last movie I saw in theaters. I love Emma quite a bit, especially as an adaptation and talk about like first time director movie as well. Autumn DeWilde, that was her first movie and she knocked it out of the park and everything looks so beautiful. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that's getting some recognition. 
I also love that the Nine Inch Nails guys got a double nom for original score. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross got nominated for Mank and Soul, which I listened to the Soul score at least once a week. And I listened to Mank's score this morning and it's, it is truly incredible. So I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah. My other favorite um, is just seeing Sound of Metal get many nominations, not just Riz Ahmed, which I think we all knew was going to happen, but I'm really mm-hmm. glad that it got into Best Picture as well mm-hmm. um, and, and some other, other things as well, because that was one of my favorite movies of the year. Same. So Very excited for that. So let's talk about Best Picture. This year, there are eight nominees for Best Picture. We have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. What do you think of these nominees? I think they're great. I am looking forward to, I think, next year when the rules have changed to where we will have 10 nominees not just up to 10 but we will actually get 10 nominees because why not um if we're gonna expand the category might as well fill it up but i'm i think all these movies are great i think i enjoyed all of them definitely some more than others but there aren't any films there that i am appalled by so that's a good start Uh, the father is the only one i haven't seen yet so I guess there's still time, but I don't, I think I will enjoy that one (laughs) once that is available. Yeah. The father is the only one I haven't seen either. So it feels like I can't fully judge like it's place there just yet because I haven't seen it for myself, Mm -hmm. but honestly, all of these nominees, they make sense. They fit the bill and it kind of does the vast scope of movies that came out this past year. I do wish that One Night in Miami or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom had gotten into it. I think either one of them should have been in there. And if I had to remove one, it would probably be Mank for it to come in. But I do know that Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. Mank was going to get in there. The fact that it got 10 nominations, though, is kind of wild. But it is, I mean, I watched it two nights ago, and I quite enjoyed it overall. It's one of my least favorite of the list. But, you know, anything Mm -hmm. about Citizen Kane is always going to strike my fancy. But yeah. yeah. Wish, wish one of those would have gotten in, but overall, like this list is pretty expected. Yeah, I think in a in a ten year, those two definitely would have been there. Those would have been the the final two films. Totally, um, it's interesting that Judas and the Black Messiah got in because that hadn't been nominated for Best Picture in any in of any of the big precursors. It was in the um, bubble for sure. Yeah, and I'm glad it's in there. I again, I watched that. This weekend, I, I enjoyed it. I think this is a case where releasing it late actually served this movie mm-hmm. really well because it's only built momentum from there and was able to get all the way into the best picture race, which yeah. excited for it. 
Yeah. And it doesn't, wouldn't surprise me if people, Academy voters saw Daniel Kaluuya win the Golden Globe and then that kind of preempted them to watch that movie sooner than maybe they would have Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, squeeze in that any people who are, who were dragging their feet on watching these movies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, the dreaded question. Of the Best Picture nominees, as of now, who do you think, yeah, the caveat, who do you think will win? Will win will definitely be Nomadland. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's won the Golden Globe, it won the Critics' Choice, nominated for a BAFTA, not nominated for the SAG Ensemble, but that's because it's, you know, not as much of an ensemble movie. Yeah, I think I I would be very, very shocked if that does not come away with this picture on Oscar night. Same. Nomadland is great. I enjoyed the film quite a a lot. I think it has, it is the clear front runner as of now. And I think it is deserving of best picture. And with, you know, the Golden Globe win with the Critics' Choice. And I mean, we'll see what happens with BAFTA and even... PGA that will be I mean always what I've been taking into account more like the PGA Mm -hmm. awards before like Oscar night rolls around for my final prediction but I could see Nomad Land taking it I gotta say though my favorite of the bunch is Sound of Metal I think it's Mm -hmm. the best movie of the bunch it was so good I mean, I texted you after I finished watching it, just like amazed, you know, how Mm -hmm. they did this movie from every aspect of it. And I'm so glad it got nominated. I know it's not going to win, but man, is it a good movie. If you haven't seen it on Amazon Prime, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's definitely favorite year. I feel like that, and not just because they're both drumming movies, but that reminds me of like Whiplash. Oh, yes. Um, where that that movie, I like still love, you know, and I, I feel like Sound of Metal is going to be the same where years from now, I'll want to rewatch Sound of Metal where, you know, maybe not want to rewatch Nomadland as many times. Um, mm-hmm. I also think Minari is quite wonderful. I do quite enjoy so, Minari and I would kind of love if Monari like came in and yeah. if that walked away with best picture, I wouldn't be mad about it. If that gets any kind of a late surge, you know, I, I think, you know, I love Na- Nomadland as well. So I think I would probably say that that should win mm-hmm. as well as it will win. But, but I do love Minari. There's a lot of good films this year. There's, I mean, a couple that I would be okay with if they won. Well, speaking of Minari, let's move on to Best Director because Leah's Isaac Chung got nominated for Minari yeah. as well as David Fincher for Make, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. We've got two... Female directors in the same year. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. It's definitely long overdue. 
and you know it should have been three but (laughs) should have been three should have been a super historic year but very very happy about these two and they deserve to be in this spot it's not just like the token oh it's the only female director in the conversation or something like like it has been for Greta Gerwig in the past couple of years. This feels, okay, it's not just because it's a woman, it's because they did incredible work and it's not just limited to one woman, so. Exactly, yeah, I'm very excited and can't wait. I hope, hope this is the, you know, turn of the page and going forward, this will no longer be a groundbreaking thing to happen. Yeah. It will be the norm where we have men and women and a mix every single year or all women. That'd be great too. Oh my gosh. If we could have an all female year, I hope we get to do it. There's been all male years for 90 something years. Exactly. They can, they can sit one out, you know, one year, let it be ladies night for best director one year. I gotta say another round Thomas Venterberg getting the nomination at first kind of surprised me but then I remembered that Cold War did the same thing a couple of years ago when that got nominated Mm -hmm. uh, when it was a big year potentially for when the buzz was on Roma so because of that I know like I'm not as shocked anymore I'm like okay this is clearly a really good international film. And the fact that it slid into the directing nomination, I'm looking forward to seeing it now. It's, you know, high on my list at this point, but I wish Regina King would have been in there because like if I'd have to get rid of anybody off of this list, it would probably be David Fincher or um, Thomas Fincherberg. See, I'm a David Fincher. I love David Fincher. He's one of my favorite. Well, you watched like his entire filmography this past year. I did. Yeah, I think I made it. There's probably like a, I don't think I've seen Aliens 3. So there's a couple left over, but I do love David Fincher. But at that same time, I did not love Mank as much as I expected myself to. I think it was a little inaccessible, little confusing at times probably just have to rewatch it you know sit with it a little bit longer but I do think from a technical kind of standpoint even if you didn't love the film you have to admire like the creativity behind it and um, all those decisions that harken back to old Hollywood but yeah I agree it's hard to say you know who, who would you kick out you should have six nominees yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, if anything, this makes me convinced that another round's walking away with best international feature. Exactly. Um, and I do really appreciate that this has been, you know, something that's happened more so in, in recent years. I mean, it's happened in the past too, but where the, you know, international feature directors are also being recognized in best director mm-hmm. because why why shouldn't they be you know if they're making these fantastic films just because they're not in english doesn't mean that they should be 
excluded from other categories. Amen to that. So, so that is exciting to see. And yeah, definitely makes me excited even more so to see that, that movie. I am looking forward to seeing another round at this point. Mm-hmm. I do like Fincher. After you t- just said, you know, from like a technical standpoint, I can see why he got the nomination. Because at first I was feeling, ah, I don't know if he shouldn't have gotten it. You know, I did see a few people surprised thinking that Aaron Sorkin would get in there for Trial of the Chicago 7. And maybe that being a conversation of, does Hollywood still think of Aaron Sorkin more as a writer than a director? So I don't know. Yeah, I think that's probably somewhat the case. And I, I mean, I even think like his writing is phenomenal. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what he's known for. And I think what his, you know, strong suit is strong, strong suit. Is that the phrase? (laughs) Yeah, that's a strong suit. Okay. That sounds wrong to me for some reason. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I guess. In other categories, maybe Leo like Chung hasn't been nominated where Aaron Sorkin was. But I'm really glad that Leo Isaac Chung got in. Who will win Best Director? Oh, it's gonna be Chloe Zhao. Yep. Same. I don't I don't see anyone else and she deserves to win. It's amazing. And I can't wait on a somewhat related note. Makes me even more excited to see the Eternals or Eternals. Um, yes and to see the trailer for eternals when it says directed by academy award winner oh i cannot wait you have no idea i've been waiting for this trailer for so long and then after watching nomadland i was like oh my gosh marvel got her to direct Mm -hmm this Marvel property that I know nothing about, sign me up. So it has moved so high on my most anticipated list. And I think she is the front runner deserving to win and will win and walk away, walk away with the statue. Wouldn't it be dope though? Hear me out. Okay. The day after the Oscars and she wins, Marvel drops the Eternals trailer with Academy Award winner Dude. Chloe Zhao. I would, I would, I would burst lose into it. tears. I would love that. It would be amazing. I, would I don't be. know if it's going to happen, but if Disney, if, if you're listening. <laughs> Disney, if you're listening to so. this podcast, <laughs> welcome. Do this. Also, it's ABC who does the Oscars. So uh, oh, Disney's okay. got their hand in it. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something that night. But who knows? Yeah. When is Eternal we... supposed to come out this November? Is that still true? I don't even know. Yes, it's supposed to come out this November because Black Widow is still scheduled to come out in May. Then we have Shang-Chi and The Seven Rings is supposed to come out in July. Eternals in November and then supposedly we are getting spider-man for for christmas spider-man 3 is going to be a christmas movie wow 
This Wait, is not a Marvel Spider-Man podcast. Spider-Man. But... Yeah, this, this is not intended to be a Marvel podcast, but hey, you've got Oscar-nominated people doing these Marvel movies. It's just going to come up. Mm-hmm. Like Taika Waititi Oscar winner is going to show up on Thor Love and Thunder's trailer. Mm-hmm. And that has me excited. Yeah. Shall we move on to Best Actress? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. <sighs> Actress in a leading role, we have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this list? I think it's a strong list. I have like zero confidence in predictions for either of these like actress categories really Um, I just feel like actor seems like a shoe in for Mm -hmm. both but actress has been kind of all over the place but it's exciting I kind of like seeing different people win different awards Mm -hmm. like I wish that happened more often because not only does that spread the love for all the actors and getting to honor people for their work but it's also a more exciting Oscars night because you don't know who's going to win. But mm-hmm. I think all of these performances were great. Um, I think I've seen all of these. I haven't yet. So the only two I haven't seen are Andrew Day and Vanessa Kirby. So okay. those I need to watch. I was going to watch The United States versus Billie Holiday, but did not mm-hmm. happen this weekend. But it will happen this week. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's great in that. I think kind of reminds me of Judy where fantastic performance, okay movie. Mm. I think, you know, it's definitely an interesting story. And I did not know like a lot of Billie Holiday's, like, you know, anything about really her personal life or struggles or more of her like her actual life so that was really fascinating to mm-hmm. dive into but movie I felt was kind of just okay yeah it kind of was kind of all over the place mm-hmm. but is there any in it sorry no you're good I was just gonna ask is there anybody else you would have added to this list at all hmm that is a good question I remember back on all the performances I've seen this year. Well, you think, well, you speculate on that. I'll share my thoughts on this list. I mean, Mm -hmm. this seemed pretty standard. This seemed to be like the predicted list overall, especially after Andrew Day won at the Golden Globes. I think that kind of like locked her in of, okay, she's a serious contender for the best actress nomination or like someone to keep an eye out on because, you know, the golden globes don't necessarily mean Oscar win down the road. It's fun to speculate and it's always like the fun first award show, but it doesn't necessarily hold the same weight as like the other ones do. So, but I mean, after her win there, it seemed like this was kind of like a locked list for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would have loved this is also, I think, a case of coming out too early, but also Oscars don't typically like horror. Elizabeth Moss, 
from the oh, yeah. Invisible Man. I mean, she's amazing in it and everything. But also, it would have been fun to see Rosamund Pike um, from my yeah. Carolina to also have the Bennett sisters back together. Oh my gosh, I would have lost it. Like, yes, imagine the if the Bennett sisters. And then imagine if Kira Knightley was in Misbehavior. I don't know if you saw that. I did not uh, see that. That was also just kind of an okay movie and, you know, didn't really get any awards traction. But if that movie had, like, done more and she was also, like, that would have been amazing to have her and Carrie Mulligan and Rosamund Pike. Okay, I mean, technically, there's still a chance that we could have, could there be a year where all five Bennett sisters were nominated? <laughs> I mean... Let's make it happen. I don't know who we need to talk to 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 get that to happen, but dear Hollywood, make this happen. <laughs> Sincerely, two cinephiles. Yes. <laughs> All right. Who do you have winning best See, actress? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be Carrie Mulligan. That's kind of who I want to win. Mainly because, and just kind of looking on past awards, she got nominated for a SAG award, whereas Andrew Day did not. Mm -hmm. And the actors make up the largest branch of the Academy. And the actors are obviously voting on the SAG awards. So that's why, I'm, that's my logic behind saying Carrie Mulligan over Andrew Day, if we're thinking of who's already won stuff mm -hmm. but I don't know it could be anyone it really could and right now I have the edge on Frances McDormand for best actress but Dang. I think Carrie Mulligan should win it she is fan-freaking-tastic in Promising Young Woman, also one of my faves of the movies that have come out as a whole. Mm -hmm. And just the way that she's able to carry a lot of gravitas and comedy mm -hmm. in the midst of like really dark stuff happening. And yeah, I think she is very deserving of the win. But I also think Viola Davis did an incredible job in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And yeah. so, and I cannot wait to see Andrew Day and Vanessa Kirby's performances so it can have more weight to that. But yeah. I think as of now, of the ones that I have seen, I'm putting it in for Francis only because of like recency. Uh, but also Viola Davis is a past winner in recent years too. So yeah. that's all flawed. That's all, that's a flawed you know, argument. I'm just going to go is. with my heart. Carrie Mulligan. Kitty Bennett should get her Oscar. Kitty, Kitty Bennett for an Oscar. That's yeah. my campaign. I like it. Go yeah, also with Andrew Day, I mean, Oscars love picking people to win who play like real people. Mm -hmm. I mean, Judy Garland. Mercury like we've seen that very recently who knows uh, who knows yeah. they're all great performances though they really are 
Shall we move on to Best Actor? Yes, let's. All right. Actor in a leading role. We have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Yin for Minari. What'd you think of those nominated actors? Another great list. Again, I would have loved to see Delroy Window in there. Probably would have taken him over Gary Oldman. Um, Agreed. I just, I don't know. I think he was good in Mank, but it's not a performance that really touches you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because it's a very stylized movie. He's also one in recent years, so maybe that has more to do with it. It, it just wasn't as memorable of a performance for me as these others. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy Gary Oldman. I mean, he'll always be serious black to me. And I thought he was great in Darkest Hour, at least of his recent award win. And I think he did better in Darkest Hour than he did Mank. I like him a lot. I just don't think this particular performance garnered a nom. But because it's got to do with Oscars history and like the famous feud, I kind of get it. But also, you should have let Delroy Lindo be in there. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This is Anthony Hopkins' sixth nomination. And isn't this his first nomination since Silence of the Lambs? Mm. No, Silence of the Lambs was his first nomination. Oh, wow. Which he won, and then he had more. But, Got it. But he was nominated last year for The Two Popes. Oh, duh. Yeah. Wow. That just shows. Um, there was a long, I do got to say, and and I haven't seen the father. So, but I've, I've heard he's heartbreaking in that. I just love that he's, I mean, he's an older gentleman, but he's still working and putting out great work, which is lovely to see. I can't wait to watch the father. Cause I've Me heard too. it compared to like King Lear essentially. Cool. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely super excited for Riz Ahmed and Steven Yen. I think they were both incredible and the nuance that they brought to kind of like, definitely for Steven, like more of like a quieter role in Minari, but it's still, I'm so glad he was able to get the nomination. Riz Ahmed is like my favorite actor for this one. I just thought he was so good as Ruben in Sound of Metal. But. But Chadwick Boseman's going to win an Oscar. But Chadwick Boseman is going to posthumously win this Oscar. And deservedly because he is also so incredible in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Several of his monologues got me. I mean, his ending scene is just so heartbreaking. He really left it all on the table. And like it's watching it back and you're like, oh my gosh, he had colon cancer this whole time. It makes it even more impressive how he's able to bring such an intensity to that role. And he deservedly should get the Oscar. His 
performances was great in that. And I mean, give an actor an August Wilson dialogue. And that's a good recipe for a great performance. It's going to make me cry, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be an emotional moment. Yeah. I, I mean, watching the Golden Globes and his wife, like, oh. I can't imagine, like, the mix of emotions that she must feel having to kind of go on this circuit and, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I think, yeah, he definitely deserves the win and what a way to honor yeah. a fantastic actor. Taken from us too yeah. soon. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to Best Supporting Actress? Yes, let's. It's also a weird, a weird list. This list is, yeah, let's just get into it. Actress in a supporting role, we have Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, and Yu Jung Young for Minari. Okay. I just want to get this out of the way. Okay. Glenn Close got nominated this morning for Hillbilly Elegy for the Oscars and for the Razzies this morning for this <gasps> same performance. I missed that. That's an insane. That's wow. wild. And then this is round two of Glenn Close versus Olivia Coleman. I don't think she will win, but if Olivia Coleman wins, I would love that so much. But I don't think either of them are going to win. Me neither. That's but, so, I, that's and I so haven't strange. Seen How either. did that happen? I yeah, I thought, I mean, I think she's, I don't know. I think people have issues with Hillbilly Elegy. I thought it was fine. You know, it's an interesting enough story. And I think she's, I think people, there's some criticisms maybe that she's playing more of like a caricature, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. I thought she was good in it, but again, wasn't like the super memorable performance or something that you would really latch on to, I don't think. So I haven't seen Hillbilly Elegy, haven't seen The Father, and haven't seen Borat 2. So I really feel out of my depth in this category. But it does kind of feel like the Wild West, like looking at this Mm -hmm. of like, where is this going to (laughs) go? Yeah. And, And you don't see... Jodie Foster, who won yeah. the Globe for drama, or I guess the Globes, they only have one, or they're all together for the supporting. Yeah. So that's, you know, interesting when you don't see like a winner for one of those categories make it in. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I did enjoy Amanda Seyfried and Mank. I'm happy she has gotten this nomination. That makes two plastics have been nominated for um, mm-hmm. for an Oscar, her and Rachel McAdams. So yeah. happy for her, but <sighs> who takes it, Emily? Honestly, I think it's going to be Maria Bakalova. Really? I don't know why. I just, but then again, the Oscars don't typically 
award comedic performances, mm-hmm. which again they should. I think it's my. I mean, she's nominated for the SAG, so again, the actors like her, and BAFTA. I don't know. I think she won the Critics' Choice. That's what I'm gonna say. But I think who deserves to win should be Yoo Jung Yoon. Yes. That's who I have for winning it right now. That's what I'm putting my money down on. I do think people are giving Maria a lot of love because of what she she committed to signing up for being in a room with Rudy Giuliani. So I I don't fault them for and I think, you know, she's clearly getting the love and support that she deserves, but I mean it's hard to talk about Minari without talking about grandma's performance. You know, she was like the heart of the movie for me Mm -hmm. and she is so deserving of the nomination. So yeah, definitely. And I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone, but she gives a very versatile performance within like the same movie. Yes. Um, which is insane. And she plays like all of those things to an amazing level. So I, I hope she wins. I want her to win, but I, I'm gonna officially say, I think it's gonna be Marianne Bakalova. All right. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And last but not least, Best Supporting Actor. We've got Sasha Barrett Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, and Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. I am so happy Paul Racy got in. Me too. Very excited. He definitely deserves to be there. He is so good in Sound of Metal. Seriously, if you haven't seen it on Amazon Prime yet, it's free if you have Prime Video. Just do it. It's really fantastic. Mm -hmm. Also fantastic is Leslie Odom Jr. And I'm glad he gets to to be in the room where it happens. Yes. Nice. Nice. Thank you, you thought we I were going to I've been sitting on we going to get through this podcast without one Hamilton reference and I am not we throwing wrong. away my shot. <laughs> yeah. Very, very easy for, me for him. to bring up Hamilton. Yeah. I love that whole cast, honestly. I wish you know, I would have loved to see more actors get nominated. But I am very glad Leslie Adam Jr. got Actually, in. Actually, Actually, it came out this morning that uh, the actor who played uh, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Kingsley been a deer. Yeah, yeah, he got cast to be the villain in Secret Invasions for the Marvel uh, Disney Plus series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so cool. uh, he's booked More... and busy. Happy for him. Yeah. Another awesome. reason to talk about yeah, Marvel he... in this podcast. He was great in that. I would have loved to have seen him show up somewhere but Mm -hmm. good for him also leslie adam jr is now the fourth actor to be nominated 
for an acting category and for best original song. <gasps> You're right. Mary J. Blige and Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga recently just did it. So and Cynthia Erivo. Yes, that's right. It's happened like every year for four years or whatever. We're just keeping the train a rolling here. I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. I would love for him to win Best Original Song just to see him win something. Yeah. Um, not that he hasn't won like a million awards already, but. <laughs> I want to see him get an Oscar, but I also I am secretly hoping that Eurovision wins. Yeah. Just selfishly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad we'll hopefully get to see him perform. Yes. Because I could listen to Leslie Odom Jr. sing all day long. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Who's taking this category for you? I hope. Now, the interesting thing I think we we touched on earlier is the Lakeith Sandville. Like, will that split the... But here's the thing. This is the only thing of the major kind of award that Lakeith Sandville has been nominated for. And Daniel Kaluuya has won everything else. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that that will play as much of a factor into it unless it's just people really like that movie. But I don't know. Yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting. Like if they cancel each other out. I seriously hope not. If because... they cancel each other out, who wins? I don't know who sneaks in there. I don't know. I don't know either. I got to say, though, with Daniel Kaluuya, I so I watched Judas and the Black Messiah and then it, not even 24 hours later, I watched Trial of the Chicago 7. And let me mm-hmm. tell you, watching Trial of the Chicago 7, there's a Fred Hampton in it. And it was really hard mm-hmm. for me to watch his scenes because I'm like, you're not Fred Hampton. Daniel Kaluuya is because he gave such an incredible performance he just really transformed in that movie for me mm-hmm. and gave such yeah. a tour de force performance that I think this is his time. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. He is the best supporting actor. Yeah. I love you, Lakeith, but this yeah. is, this is Daniel's awards. Yeah. Plus it's his to lose at this point. Yeah. Plus he's been nominated before. So he, he already has like a, you know, the Academy already has that love for him, obviously, since this is, second nomination yeah I, I think it's gonna be him and I'll be very excited Definitely. he's just fantastic in that plus like the fact that he's like British I know it always British. shocks me when I hear him in interviews I'm like oh yeah yeah it, I mean it but he just like plays I don't know the accent and everything like the mannerisms of like you know not even like this specific character, like person, but an American in general, like so well. <laughs> yeah. Which is an impressive feat, you know, getting all of those like technical things down is great, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be great. And then we'll also have a little like Black Panther party, not Black Panthers, <laughs> like, but I guess it will be both, but with him and Chadwick Boseman. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man I'm gonna be real emotional mm-hmm. come Oscars night yeah it's gonna be a tough one and Ryan Coogler is nominated for Judas mm-hmm. and the Black Messiah so like yeah. they're all yeah. gonna be there 
Man, thank you we so much. <laughs> we made it. We made it through. Thank you so much for um, wanting to do this. There is nobody I would rather fangirl over Oscar nominations with than you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and giving me an outlet to talk about this because no one else in my real life cares. <laughs> that's, not, that's not entirely true, but it, it has been fun to chat about this and get all of my thoughts into the world. Same. Like this is, this is kind of like the fun of this podcast. Like, I don't think this will ever like take off and be a big thing, but the idea of being able to just put all of the thoughts that I just want to like freak out about out there and hopefully being able to like talk about it with somebody else. So I'm not just like a crazy person on the microphone. which like, Oh my gosh, this thing or whatever. <laughs> We could be two crazy people. Exactly. Which is so much better. So much better. Mm -hmm. Where can the people find you? Should you uh, want to be found on the webs? Should you desire to find me? Let's make this as creepy as possible. Um, I can be found (laughs) on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. That's right. I still still need to. I I will keep plugging Letterboxd at Emily E. Dominguez across all of those platforms. Makes it so quick, easy, and simple. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm at 46% seen of all the Best Picture nominees. Look at you. So there you go. But you've seen all the Best Picture winners. I have seen all the Best Picture winners. Yes. And I was, I am currently working through the Best Director winners. Ah. I've taken a brief break from that so I could focus on this year's nominees trying to watch as many of those as possible but fair enough yeah I think I'm just going to keep going through all of the categories until I've seen everything or until I die (laughs) whichever comes first whichever comes first (laughs) (laughs) and always you can follow the podcast on twitter at fangirl forum pod thank you so much for joining I hope you have a fan Fantastic day. See you next time.